For August 21st, 2017, it's the Overthinking It podcast, episode 477. Forever's gonna start tonight. Welcome to Overthinking It, where we subject the popular culture to a level of scrutiny it probably doesn't deserve. The overthinkers are like your smart, funny friends from the internet. We're never happier than when we are hanging out together, talking about our favorite things, our favorite movies, TV, our favorite music, anything we like to do. It's better together, and it's better when we talk about it. I'm Matt Rather, and I am here talking about stuff with Pete Fenzel. Hello, Pete. Hey, Sunshine. How's it going? (laughs) It's going really well. And Mark, how are you doing, Mark? Uh, There is a darkness over me, but uh, I'm trying to keep it bright. Yeah, well, I understand. I mean, in these dark times, uh, a lot of us uh, might feel like we have been cast into shadow. Uh, But we're we're very excited to be talking about Bonnie Tyler's song, Total Eclipse of the Heart, on this uh, this podcast. I'm sorry, it took me a second to uh, get the the actual title of the song because my my, uh, computer screen is wholly blocked by the microphone in front of it, which is a much smaller object and yet is so close to me that I can't, um, I sometimes can't see around it and have to kind yeah. of peer. It's very important. And, and yeah. I, yeah. And I also, I know, I know that you guys, we all have a lot to say about this song. So if I get in the way of any of you and if you need me to kind of like move out of the way, like there's just, there's rhythms and movements, to all these things. So we're going to make it all work out. Well, Everyone's going to get their chance to, I feel like it's important not to, not to offer that criticism directly, especially as we're having the very podcast. I try to sort of reflect my criticism as uh, in a mirror onto a wall or something like that. And hopefully, hopefully you, you, uh, you pick it up um, as, as we go. I thought that we would confront it a little more directly, just kind of gaze directly at uh, uh, any of the issues that come out our way. <laughs> I mean, I tried that for a while, but then I, I just can't see. I just can't see it what, mm. anymore. What you yeah. guys are doing after I give that a shot. So I'm glad that we uh, that, you know, that we scared that we we knew where it was on the calendar. This is the day. This is total eclipse of the heart day. So yeah, I'm excited. About well, that. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm very excited as well. Now, we've talked about Bonnie Tyler on overthinking it before in her uh, her recent Eurovision entry, which was not a, a terribly good song. I mean, it, and I feel like a lot of the goodwill that that Bonnie Tyler has is sort of I mean, I don't know, I, I guess Bonnie Tyler cyclically comes around again and again and again <laughs> and she uh you know she you can just sort of like uh predict on some some sort of uh you know some sort of clock that that bonnie tyler will will be coming and then you know you get you get kind of a waning bonnie tyler and then a waxing bonnie tyler as uh uh as she goes as she goes by um but i i don't know let's let's uh let's start in uh on on total total eclipse of the heart and admittedly this is territory you know the the analysis of a song um, is uh, is territory that we plumb more on uh, TFT of the TFT podcast, but I don't want that uh, smaller podcast to obscure our view of this larger one. So let's uh, let's let's plunge in. Um, I you know what what is a total eclipse of the heart? What what eclipses the heart? What could what could obscure our or, or what does it mean to have a total eclipse of the heart? Or can we not even uh, talk about that without a whole prolegomenon? Um, talking about what it what is going on i don't know pete have you given yeah, this matter any so, thought so so the i think the important thing is so total clips of the heart is a tricky song because it's both it talks about things that are both good and bad and it goes back and forth, both light and dark and it goes back and forth and if you read it as entirely light or as entirely dark then the the total picture gets lost and there are parts of it that uh become inconsistent and you can't see what's going on so when we're thinking about parlance and when you're talking about an eclipse, an eclipse of the blank means that the blank was shining light and that the blank, the light of the blank is obscured. And so a solar eclipse, an eclipse of the sun, is when the moon is between the earth and the sun and the sun's light is obscured. An eclipse of the moon, a lunar eclipse, is when the earth is between the sun and the moon and uh, and the shadow of the Earth obscures the reflected light that's coming back from the moon. So an eclipse of the heart has to be about light that is coming from the heart or that is being reflected off of the heart, being obscured in some way, being blocked. And it's a question to think about, is it 
a reflected light or is it direct light? Uh, and I think that's always an important question when you're talking about suns and moons as people in cultural expressions. So, so for example, in, uh, in the song, say, uh, Blue Moon, I saw you standing alone without a fear in your heart with love, love of your own, love of my own, right? Um, the, 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 the singer of the song Blue Moon is a man speaking to a woman, and there is a sort of narcissistic anti-feminist bent to it because the female character exists to make the male character happy. The moon is the complement to the sun, and the light is reflected. It's sort of a reflected light, and there sort of is, an, is a sort of necessary connection that's, that the song describes as somewhat inevitable uh, between the blue moon, which happens only once in a long time rather than cyclically, right? That, that, uh, that marriage harvest the blue moon comes around and people get together and stay together and the moon accompanies the sun. But Bonnie Tyler's heart in Total Eclipse of the Heart, I think she's talking about her own heart, is a generative light source, it seems, although that counteracts with her having bright eyes. So so going in through there and thinking about the mechanics of where the light is being emitted and where the light is being reflected and where the light is being blocked – uh, it seems like one good place to start is what is the relationship between the light that is coming out of her heart and the light that is coming out of her eyes, and is one connected to the other or reflecting to the other or something along those lines? Yeah, I mean, okay. So this yeah. is uh, this is a good opportunity to bring in the music video, which is, oh boy, if you haven't seen that, go see that because uh, it very explicitly states that the light is not coming out of her eyes; it's coming out of the eyes of, uh, I don't know, male, the male patriarchy, like a, a lot of like. Uh, young uh, uh, adolescent schoolboys, which uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense in and of itself in relationship to the song. It's a good visual, um, but it is part of the equation. I don't know how much we do or don't want to factor that in. Well, it's interesting to think about uh, are the song and the music video the same source or are they different sources which are playing off of similar, like the, like, um, uh, like, uh, like, like, I'm trying to think of a good example of whether they're different or whether they're the same. Um, well, like, like, basically, versus the eclipse versus the dark side. Like, it, so the the Pink Floyd album, Dark Side of the Moon, uh, is about the dark side of the moon, but has a track called Eclipse in it. And the dark side of the moon is a permanent state of affairs. The the dark side of the moon is always facing away from the sun, and the but in the eclipse track. It's about the sun being eclipsed by the moon, which means that the light side of the moon is facing the sun, not the dark side of the moon. And you sort of have this – also in the same way, are we saying that uh, the, the lyrics to uh, Total Eclipse of the Heart are their own are, – are, 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 are we looking at two phenomena that seem similar, the video of Total Eclipse of the Heart – and the lyrics to Total Eclipse of the Heart that are different, or are they? Uh, I mean, I, I, not to not to not to not to negate the offer here that we're talking about here, but uh, let's not require that these two phenomena be identical. Not all eclipses are identical. Let's look at both. Well, I, th- so, I, I so, think there's yeah. a way to, to kind of reconcile this, right? Like the the sort of uh, if if my uh, high school geology or uh, you know earth science or maybe even junior high serves me correct, the same face of the moon is always pointing towards the earth, right? Like the moon doesn't rotate. And as it, well, I guess it rotates, it rotates, you know, exactly once per, uh, per orbit, right? And so as the moon orbits the earth, um, the same part faces, faces toward the, faces toward the ground. I don't know how to, there's probably a word for it that we can Google or something like that. Yeah, and it's, it's not like precisely one year. There's like slightly different variations. And well, so it's, it's like, it's 28 days ish, right? Like yeah. the, the, uh, the orbit of the moon and oh, that, yeah. and that, right. Like as the relative position of earth, moon and sun change, the, uh, different parts of the moon light up, making it you know light up differently, making it appear to have different different shapes. But the the as you say, the sort of the dark side of the moon is is a permanent state of the affairs. That that geological half right uh, is always. Um, is always dark. So I think that, like, given, you know, as, as we sort of shine the light of interpretation mm-hmm. onto these, uh, uh, you know, onto these sort of artifacts, onto these works, we, we can kind of illuminate uh, or obscure different, um, different aspects of them. And I would sort of look at the, I would look at the, the song, uh, Quay Song, and uh, the video as a, 
work sort of different. And so my, the, the question that I would raise is like, <coughs> how does the song, um, how, does the, how does the video illuminate the song uh, or how does the song illuminate the video? Now we're into yeah. a Derridean question here because which sort of which is the, the primary work. I think you have to say the right. song is the, is the primary work casting light and, and the video is sort, of, is sort of catching it and showing its contours uh, based on what direction you're looking from. So, so to correct myself, the dark side of the moon is the side of the moon facing away from the Earth, not the side of the moon facing away from the sun. It, uh, right. I, so because that that part I was confused about briefly. And so we always no, see is, the same face is, of the moon. It is. Uh, yeah. OK. I'm, I'm going to have to do some quick Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. but continue the point that you were making. Yeah. yeah. So, so in the song Total Eclipse of the Heart, there's a male voice asking the female singer to turn around bright eyes. And it seems like the bright eyes is a, a epithet being used for her because her eyes are bright. And, uh, and the idea might be that she is the, that her body is what is blocking her own uh, light. That, that if you think about the human body as having a front and a back and the front is sort of this, the, the side of intimacy. So uh, like, like uh, the one theory I heard once, um, was that because humans are like subsistence, this is a conjectural theory about evolutionary uh, development, but because humans are built for running and built for uh, exhaustion hunting and like running animals off of cliffs and stuff, uh, humans, when they get in trouble, uh, run away from trouble rather than fight it. And so that's why humans are so much more less vulnerable in their back than they are in their front. And, and like all of our vital organs are exposed in the front, our eyes, our nose, our mouth are exposed in the front. Uh, we're much easier to wound or kill from the front than from the back and it is might not be true but but it seems to be the case in the song that bonnie tyler's back is eclipsing her front and the voice is asking her to turn around and end the eclipse and sort of and shine the light out this is so like this is actually borne out your theory is borne out by the last image in the video as she is standing uh, i you know as a teacher or as a headmistress or something like that with a colleague an educational colleague shaking the hands of the the uh public school boys and that's that's like uh it's the opposite remember in in uh england right like public school is private school um of the the and then she stands looking at they're standing on the steps below her uh she stands looking away from them as they come up the steps and into the hall behind her she does not turn around and and like at that moment you hear the lyric turn around and it is this it is exactly this sort of back to front um back to front uh uh you know pivot that is is sort of being requested of her or is it is it being requested of her i mean i feel like whenever you have backing vocals whenever you have a lead and backing vocals in a song um it's possible to raise the question what uh what are they right like what 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 is the relationship between them are is it like a greek chorus commenting uh you know quasi-ironically on what's going on is it an intensification um as it is in a lot of doo-wop like shalalala type stuff um that uh it's an intensification of the main vocal is it a a sort of counterpoint counterpoint um uh, sort of thing, um, and you know, it's interesting to say like who is saying "turn around" and to whom uh, is he or she saying it is an interesting question. Pin in that yeah. though, uh, th- it's important to uh, to correct ourselves. So, so the dark side of the moon faces away from the sun. The far side of the moon faces away from the earth. So the moon has a near and far side, and it has, uh, which are, I think, constant, like the near side of the moon is always facing the earth, and the, f- the light and dark side, which are dynamic based on uh, where the moon is in its orbit around the earth. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, and to answer Mark, so one interpretation that, that reconciles Mark's interpretation, and think about this, uh, with what we've been talking about is what if the the light source is the heart, but what if the light of the patriarchy is shining on Bonnie Tyler and the patriarchy is recognizing her as bright eyes because it is seeing its own reflected light bouncing off of her eyes and not seeing the light that's coming out of her heart. Mm. Um, that, that would be, what that reminds me of is don't let the sun mm. go down on me 
by Elton John, where there's a similar relationship between sort of like I have a light that's shining out, but but I have a sort of counterpoint that is that the light the light has both an illuminating and a blinding quality in that song. And so there's somebody who's sort of shining light on somebody who is answering the light with darkness. And then be, and then there's also a blinding act of reflection that is coupled with the darkness, uh, which is um, and so uh, don't not letting the sun go down on me means seems to mean both i don't want you to leave me i don't want to lose my own light i don't want this whole cycle to break or uh i mean i don't know mark you're familiar it's, with it. yeah you lose the last line of the course is losing everything it's like the sun going down on me um i, I don't think that's a reference to oral sex i do think it is <laughs> this idea that like you know that i that i am a light uh, uh i am a light into other people's lives other people are, are lights into uh, into my own life. Uh, so it's possible for it to be multiple light sources in one song. Yeah. And they're all kind of so. like blending with each other and interfering with each other. That's interesting. That's interesting. Because it seems like in the song there's been a turnaround. The, the, I, I read it as as a begging that is happening over the entire course of the song, wherein Bonnie Tyler's character is sort of ruminating about her state of affairs, and there's somebody else, there's a binary you know, in orbit or she's in orbit around it or they're in orbit around each other that is um, that is also introducing its own sort of celestial mechanics into the equation uh, and is constantly asking her to turn around as if were she to turn around, the dialogue that she's having with herself, the ruminations she's having with herself would be resolved. The eclipse would be over. Uh, and and it's, it's or it's like um, or maybe it's because. The one figure thinks that they're dealing with a night or day situation, whereas the other figure is dealing with an eclipse situation. An eclipse is different from a night. Well, that, I, um, right. This this is interesting because there there are different kind of the sun gets conscripted into different kind of binaries based on uh, you know based on the kind of the the ad hoc needs of the of the particular work. And like as as you pointed out, Pete, before um, these sometimes get gendered male female as though the sun is is. Is, uh, the sun is the male and is original and uh, is powerful, and the moon is the female and is kind of welcoming and reflective, right? right. Um, but but beyond that, right? Like you can think of sort of light, dark, sun, moon, and sun, rain, right? As being uh, you know as as being different uh, different ones, and like uh, in in Soundgarden's Black Hole Sun. For example, um, the chorus is "Black Hole Sun, won't you come and wash away the rain?" Now, Black Hole Sun is like envisions a sun that is so old, or some disaster has befallen it. I mean, it's a it's it's a grunge song, so it's very uh, kind of fatalistic and it's very um, uh, hopeless, right? Like, and so the Black Hole Sun is the annihilating sun, right? Is is the uh, is the sun that kind of sucks everything in? It's the sun that is kind of the anti light. Sun. It's sort of uh, it's sort of eclipsed, but it's eclipsed not by a natural cyclical process. It's it's eclipsed permanently by you know supernova, and now is uh, now nothing can yeah. can. And can mass, of course, course, has been vastly increased, but will allow that license on behalf of Salford. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but the the uh, so I mean the the interesting thing is that the annihilating sun, right? Like is is also the kind of the longed for sun that's going to wash away the rain, right? Black Hole Sun, won't you come in and wash away the rain? You can sort of, you can imagine a couple of glosses on this. One is that like b between grief and nothing, I choose nothing. That the rain, like uh, metaphorically tears or some sort of grief or, or you know, difficult emotion, sadness, um, can be uh, can be eradicated, can be eclipsed only by the total annihilation of uh, of a black hole. The, the The other way of reading it, I think, is that um, is a more more uh, idiomatic to grunge, uh, which deals with outsider status and a sense of kind of feeling uh feeling like a misfit um and feeling like you sort of don't belong feeling like you are you know a, a person or part of a group you know part of a subculture set apart like like you are people of the night and not people of the day or something like that and that the the, the black hole sun is um like an emblem 
of of that. It's it's more like a mascot than like an actual uh, you know physics related reality situation. And so the 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 rain, the kind of the negative effects of society, can be uh, eradicated by you know the 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 mascot of the the mascot of your uh, crew, the mascot of your like misfit. Um, uh, misfit crew or something, something yeah. like that. And so, like, I, I think, uh, you know, this is all, all a long way around the barn to say that I think you're right in that there are probably multiple um, orthogonal dimensions of sun versus something or light versus something operating uh, in the lyrics and certainly in in the video at the same time. And I would even say, listening to what you're saying, I don't even think that it needs to be non-physical in the sense that the the sun the sun that is in cyclical relationship with rain versus the sun that is a sort of fixed celestial spot that has a constant existence it seems to relate to total eclipse of the heart which has this rotational energy in contrast with the eclipse which while it is occasional every now and then is not uh to the same degree a sort of comfortable everyday spot in the rotation like we we eclipses are dangerous. Eclipses are bad, uh, but at the same time, sex and love are dangerous sometimes. And the song, because it's Jim Steinman, also pulls that in there. So, like for all of the sort of comfortable songs about you know the sun, well, like we must remember that the sun is horribly destructive, even in its own constant existence. And if you don't have rotation and obscurance uh, that are that are sort of moderating what it's dealing with, what I'm basically saying is that. Uh, uh, in, this, in the song, you might as well be walking on the sun. Smash Mouth is singing about its own obliteration. <laughs> like it's like you might well we might as all we might as well all be dying, right? We might as well all be burning up. Walking on the sun is not in, in might as well be walking on the sun is not a good thing that everybody does for fun and, and good times, right? Because it's he's describing all these social problems and this sort of existential desire in the face of the you know uncaring fiery uh, reality of the universe and the relationship between stars and darkness. Uh, and Shrek and Donkey, if you will. Well, let me rephrase that. The relationship between Shrek and Donkey is the relationship of a rotational sun and moon binary pair that have a kind of comfortable mythological sort of courtship happening, whereas the Smash Mouth sun is a destroyer like the Black Hole sun, although the Smash Mouth sun is bright while the uh, Soundgarden sun is dark. This is mostly reflecting shirt and facial hairstyles <laughs> as they correspond to uh, Im- imagery. Like, how do you enhance the images that you get from the Hubble Space Telescope? Uh, said, like, <laughs> we remember the sun is fiery because our shirts are fiery. And we remember that black holes are dark because our shirts are dark. Uh, <laughs> Um, but I mean, when you're talking about this, this sort of the, the universe is very scary, and and the sort of depth and and extent of the universe can be a good metaphor for the depth or symbol for the depth and extent of feelings. Yeah, uh, as an as an eternity, the eternity of feeling versus cyclicality of feeling, uh, as it were, and they yeah. can both be powerful. So sorry, An- another example of celestial bodies communicating the the eternity and strength of feeling would be um, sun and moon from Miss Saigon. Um, side side note, I saw Miss Saigon, and if you want to talk musical theater with me, uh, you can join us for our next Full Harvey chat. Join us a Full Harvey member and then join us for that because I'm going to have some hot takes about that and Asian identity and possibly also astrophysics. Um, but, uh, I mean, back to this song here, by the way, you know, so if, if uh, Miss Saigon's son and, uh, you know, your son and I'm the moon, the idea is that both are, are sources are sources of light. And we know astrophysically that is not actually true, right? Only the, the sun is the source of light and the moon is reflecting uh, the light, but uh, it, it, they have the same effect. Not same. Uh, they have they have a similar effect, just in far different magnitudes. Uh, consider this again in the context of the song here and the lyrics. There's a key lyric here, um, which is that you know, it says that you know together we can take it to the end of the line. Your love is like a shadow on me all of the time. Yeah. Right? Okay, so yeah. if, if Bonnie Tyler's eyes or her heart are equivalent to the sun, right, which is going to, the light source is going to be eclipsed, uh, and, and how could it be um, pointing, how, how could it be directed at uh, the love interest in the song such that it could cast a shadow on Bonnie Tyler? That doesn't seem to make sense, does it? 
It's tough. It's tough because it's introducing this notion, this additional notion, which is the human cycle of light and dark, which adds the idea that darkness is the time for love, even though love can be a light. And then in that way, the sort of guilt associated with uh, sexuality can be associated with darkness, both in a fun way and a bad way. Uh, like, like a song that that reminds me of is um, uh, "Can't Fight the Moonlight" from Coyote Ugly, <laughs> uh, where where the moon is this presence that removes your ability to have free will, and it's this kind of hard, like it's almost like you can't choose whether you get to dance on the bar or not. You work here. Uh, it's not a, like it, yes, you might think that the people dancing on the bar in Coyote Ugly, Coyote Ugly are doing it because they're having fun, but they also work there and they have to. But you know, you can try to resist, try to hide from my kiss, but you know, you know that you can't fight the moonlight deep in the dark you'll surrender your heart you know you know that you can't fight the moonlight interesting there to think that the surrender of the heart is in the darkness but the moonlight is what's exerting the influence and so we have this notion of sort of evening light which is both light and darkness and which is both uh, a, a sort of a, a thief and, and a bully it's something that takes away your own agency because it makes you susceptible to some force that seems not your own. So your love is like a shadow on me might mean in this kind of context that the me, the light of the heart, is the sense of kind of individual will that precedes the engagement in this whole erotic activity. And, this, and that, that I was a person and I thought I knew what I was about. And then I encountered this force of nature, and it has uh, in interfered with my ability to be myself. And in, in the person that I would want to be in being myself, the sort of ego, the volitional ego and superego that is me, uh, is, is eclipsed by the id that is introduced – that is me also, but is introduced by you because – because then there's the idea of like your love is like a shadow on me, but at the same time he's also telling her to turn around. So what is the source of the shadow? Is it herself? Is it him? And then we get into the whole erotic idea that they're kind of the same. They're part of the same system. It's a whole rot orbital and rotational system. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's a, no, there's no. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, uh, to hear it described as a rotational si system is interesting because the lyric that immediately precedes this is "Together we can take it to the end of the line," right? And mm. geometrically, we're talking about we're talking about geometric phenomena that don't have an yeah. end, right? Like a rotation is a is a circle uh, that goes on. So we're dealing, I, I feel like in this this kind of verse, in this or section, stanza, uh, however you want to call it, um, it of the song, is uh, what we're dealing with is kind of fantasy, right? And it's like um, it, it's like any relationship, right? Like there's kind of a cycle, you know? There, there's a, like things go things go up and down, people kind of move closer together, even in the course of a very long-term relationship. The, the uh, feelings are in a cycle right like you don't you don't maintain uh the same intensity of your most kind of connected moments all the time we actually couldn't live like that right and and relationships that that survive survive uh survive these sorts of changes these cyclical changes periods of closeness and and uh uh more individuality uh periods of disillusionment and periods of kind of reillusionment um right and and so the idea of of taking it to the end of the line as though there were a point as though there were some kind of hypothetical point at which the relationship is sort of completed is sort of finished and where change is over right where where there is no more i suppose where there is no more death or where we're sort of beyond death we're beyond good and evil we're beyond uh, happiness and sadness um that, the, the black hole sun has washed away the pain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the, the rain, which is the pain, right? Like yeah. that that this is that and that what comes uh, what comes after that is a sort of is sort of a fantasy about uh, that uh, you know about that hypothetical point in a relationship, which you know anyone anyone living anyone who's ever been in love has longed for, right? Like the sort of oh the, you know this is the one that, right this is the one um, I guess any non Buddhists that is right like this is the one that's going to kind of like take me to enlightenment, right? Like this, this is an enlightenment, interesting, like metaphor kind of embedded in that word, right? Like, uh, this is the one that's going to kind of end the cycle of, of human longing, uh, human longing and suffering, um, that, that, right. you know, yeah. For, forever is going to start tonight. For, right. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I really need you tonight. Forever is going to start tonight. Forever is going to start tonight. And that's like, I, it's interesting to me because it's it's uh, it's nighttime. 
right? It's nighttime. No, it's an eclipse. How? How? <laughs> well, okay. So, so wait, wait, wait. This, this well, is, is this is the problem, right? Exactly. This is the problem. If it's an eclipse, it must be during the day because you couldn't see a solar eclipse if it, if it were night. Um, but is it like, oh, right now is the total eclipse of the heart, but together is going to start tonight at a point in time anterior. To, uh, sorry, posterior to the uh, uh, to the uh, uh, to the singing of the song, to the moment of of sort of narration or the moment of like utterance in in the song. Like, like together is going to start tonight when this eclipsed sun goes down. So, so forever haven't, hasn't started yet. Forever hasn't started yet, but it's going to start in, uh, in a couple of hours. You know, um, and that's that's uh, the, and to me, like uh, to me, I feel like a little bit, you know, tonight, tonight won't be just any night. Tonight, there will be no morning star. You know, and that's that's like a, a similar that's a similar uh, uh, sort of longing, right? That that there is a kind of final um, quasi annihilating point that uh, that that uh, is going to kind of end the it's going to end the longing, um, end the cyclicality uh, of life uh, permanently. Things that happen every now and then, you know. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, it's interesting to think of. That the, so the natural the, there is a natural cycle and balance that we're talking about here the now and the then the day and the night and there is a, a sort of terror an existential terror about the end of the line and uh, and and that this is part of these sorts of relationships but there is a sort of stretch of time that you get to enjoy in the meantime and I would contrast this and part part of what it makes it part of what is responsible for this stretch of time is that there's more than one thing interacting that there is a sun and a moon or a moon and an earth there are shadows there are turnings there are relations whereas if we were to look at just one person being just by themselves and just shining their own life on themselves they would blister in the sun uh, they, um, which, which is of course a song that's about autoeroticism. Uh, when, you know, when I'm out walking, I strut my stuff. I'm so strung out. I'm high as a kite. It's all about me, me, me. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this thing. I'm doing that thing. Nothing's stopping me. Nothing's darkening me. Nothing's getting in my way. And I'm going to just, I'm going to like liquefy and explode in both a literal and figurative sense, blister in the sun. Uh, and so the sort of effect of the darkness has a sort of healing property, but it also leads you toward the inevitability of, of always darkness. And so it's like, there's no, there's no right way to do it. There's no, there's, you're either got the black hole sun, you're walking on the sun, you're blistering in the sun, you're taking it to the end of the line uh, in the, in the uh, heat death of the universe. Uh, all of our <laughs> options, all of our options end in some sort of sunset. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a matter of yeah. exactly what. Right. So going back to Total Eclipse of the Heart, I think what's going on here is that uh, you got to think about the musicality of this as well. And, and this might be a good time to start to bring in some of the, 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 the harmony and the music theory uh, aspects of the conversation, right? Because what we're talking about, the chorus, it kind of builds, right? Together we can take it to the end of the line. Your love is like a shadow bubble. Forever's gonna start tonight. Forever's gonna start tonight. It's all like it builds, 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 triumphant, triumphant, raging, raging against the, um, uh, against uh, all these notions of death and finality and, and somehow thinking that we're gonna make it to the end of the line. And then it all comes kind of crashing down. Right. There's a sense of denial and then comes back around to acceptance of what's going on here. Right. The sad post chorus. Once upon a time, I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. Nothing I can do. Total eclipse of the heart. So what I interpret that is like this is a repudiation or a denial in a sense of everything that we just heard before. It's like, no, 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 no. Okay. All right. I get it. That doesn't make any sense. Forever can't possibly start tonight. You know, we, we don't make it to the end of the line and then we're good to go. No. Right. You know, that was when I was falling in love. And now. Now I'm falling apart, um, and and you know, there's a, there's a, there's a total eclipse of my heart, um, which which which, uh, but here okay so like to, to the cyclicality of this right is that you know now there's a total eclipse uh, of my heart, but then we move on right from there, turn around bright eyes, turn around bright eyes, and then we do the same thing over and over again right, uh, uh, you know again uh, forever's going to start tonight, forever's going to start tonight. And then it all comes crashing down again. Yeah. <laughs> Once upon a time I was falling alone, now I'm, only apart. now I'm only falling apart. Nothing I can say, total eclipse of the heart. I mean, the Mayans did believe that the solar eclipses were going to mean the end of the Earth, right? I mean, we don't really know that, but <laughs> the solar eclipse cycle <laughs> had to do with the end of existence. Uh, it is interesting to think that, is it, is it 
is there a definitive state in which this relationship in Total Eclipse of Heart is going good or going poorly? Or is it go, when does it exist? Is it in the past? Is it in the present? Or is it in the future? And it seems to kind of move that there was a past ex- relationship and now there's a present relationship and there's going to be a future relationship. And like kind of rotations, they're not the same. There's like discontinuities between them because of the falling, of, the falling apart and the shadows that fall and the turning around. Uh, so are you positing that there are like multiple turns that take place? Yeah, okay. that's basically it. Yeah, I think yeah. it's constantly in the present. And then it's just like uh, we, we were just on this journey, celestial journey, if it will, with this couple. Yeah, it, one a, a counter a counterpoint would be Terry Jacks's Seasons in the Sun, where you know, we had joy, we had fun, we had Seasons in the Sun, wherein by talking about the Seasons in the Sun, he's really talking about death. And, uh, and I'm not saying that, that Total Eclipse Art is necessarily working this way, but there are ways in which you can talk about darkness by talking about light. And, uh, I mean, we talked we talk in Can't Fight the Moonlight, right, where you're in the darkness, but the moonlight is what's influencing you, which also actually has to do with the tides and the gravity of the moon. You can imply different aspects of it. But this idea of, like, I am being eclipsed, I'm feeling darkness— could also be talking about the light that existed that I'm not feeling now. And then the light, the bright eyes, could be talking about the darkness that I'm feeling now because I'm not feeling the, the brightness that I felt then. That you can sort of talk about the one by talking about the other. Uh, and, of course, it's tricky because the tense is so tricky. In Seasons in the Sun, they help you because it's all in past tense. Like the good, Well, it's all in past tense, but the goodbye to the friend is in the present tense. But the we had joy, we had fun, we said Seasons in the Sun uh, is all in the past tense. And so the tense of the lyrics helps to sort of clarify and modulate like where the light is and where the darkness is. And part of, the, part of what makes Total Clips of the Heart, I think, such a great song – and it was such a great occasion song, like a karaoke song, a song to play special occasions, a song that kind of turns around and comes back in much the same way that it describes, uh, is that there are aspects of it that you can look at and you can fit them to the situation you're currently in. Like, are you dealing with a breakup? Total Eclipse of the Heart feels like it fits. Are you dealing with finding love after a long period of not of feeling alone? Like, Total Eclipse of the Heart could fit. Have you been in love for a long time? Like, Total Eclipse of the Heart could also describe your situation. It seems to sort of, in much the same way that you can describe the orbit of the sun around the, the Earth around the sun, much the same way you can describe the orbit of the sun around the Earth, which, of course, the Earth is at the center. No, the Earth around the sun the moon around the earth as as sort of holistic things as as sort of systems that exist in totem there is only ever one position that the earth the sun and the moon are ever in at any given time even though we can draw the arc of them and see the arc of them as they go uh that that's interesting because we can think of the orbit as round but really the orbit is at any given time is sort of static that has force vectors and momentum vectors and all that other kinds of stuff Mm. You know, I, I just sort of not to not to uh, uh, derail us too much, but there, there is something in the music theory, right, that of the way the song is constructed that that is sort of interesting. It's it's a song that doesn't really arrive. It's a song that kind of moves cyclically through four major key areas, right? And that well, uh, three and a half. It starts in minor, right? Well, right, but it's not. It's not just that it starts in minor uh, and goes to major. Now that's a move that's familiar from late '90s pop music, uh, like songs like "Baby One More Time," where you remember in the music video, Britney Spears meets an astronaut on the moon. Uh, <laughs> And uh, and that's uh, that's a song. Do you think of it as primarily a song about the moon, Matt? <laughs> I think of the. They put a man on the moon, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it really you know it definitely it definitely it has an ambiguity because the uh, the the man has the um, uh, has a, a gem uh, that is from a popular film, and that uh, that gem is called the heart uh, of the ocean so if the moon uh is uh is in front of that it might be a total eclipse of the heart of the ocean but uh but moving on my point is that that it goes from minor to major this starts in minor goes to major uh it starts uh in in i think b flat minor at least in the transcription uh that i have and does a like one flat seven one flat seven it establishes b flat minor as as the key uh then um cadences into d the second turn the set of turnarounds uh that you hear um, as kind of a little more definitive, a little more authoritative, uh, and you know that that continues, and it it kind of vacillates between uh, D flat and B, actually D flat and C flat, um, 
it's I think it's incorrect to to write it as B, but all right. Um, and and then uh, cadence is another time in E uses that C flat to uh, C flat, which is enharmonically equivalent to B to cadence into E major, um, and then move up a major third to A flat major, right? So you can think, you know, the 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 song is in B flat. D flat, F flat, and A flat, um, and th- this is uh, this outlines what a sort of ha- it's a half diminished seven chord. Uh, these three three key areas, but but I think the important thing for our purposes is that it moves up. Uh, it moves up in kind of a cyclical way, not not from like not in a. Um, uh, not in a binary way, but in a cyclical way, right? Not like the the uh, relative minor resolves to the major, but that you kind of keep stepping up um, from key to key to key, and then you're back to where you started, and you do you know you do the progression, uh, you do the progression again, and that in that you know in that sort of cycle, um, th- there is a sort of there is a sort of turning around that that mm. happens is you know and it sort of supports the uh it sort of supports the the thing hey can we can we get into the video a little bit it's sure, something sure, that sure. we haven't yeah. talked about talked about that much what do you make of the of the kind of the mise-en-scene uh of of the video now wikipedia tells me that it was filmed at a actually at a hospital at like a uh victorian hospital but um inside it's it's a little bit i don't know there's there's a sense of um threat, uh, you know, uh, of sort of quasi erotic threat that comes from, uh, uh, I guess supposedly the young men um, in the, uh, the who are ranged on the steps, the students who she is sort of having, uh, you know, sort of dark imaginings about. Um, but they are they are sort of depersonalized, right? They're they're presented as a. Um, almost a natural force, and and then there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sort of hallways. There's a lot of of images. There's a lot of uh, kind of permeability, um, uh, liminality. You know, um, sort of, uh, uh, and a sense of uh, a sense of like transgression that pervades the 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 video it's also you know a lot of lacy kind of old-fashioned types type stuff i don't know does the does the kind of the visual style uh of this help us understand it at all well let me jump in at least just try the, the most thing that i uh, the most striking thing that i notice about the video uh, and I'll put this out there and maybe you guys can uh, help tie it in with the rest of the themes we've been talking about it's how we are presented with a lot of different images of traditional masculinity. Um, I referenced the male patriarchy earlier as being one of the sources of light or perhaps a reflection of the light earlier in this. So let me just rattle off a, a, a few of the lists of the things that we see the group of men, the group of the students doing. Uh, they're sitting in a class, all, uh, you know, all proper with their with their uh, suit and tie sort of thing going on. They're toasting each other at a, at a, at a banquet. Um, they're uh, martial artists. They're ninjas. Sure. <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing fencing. They're playing American football. They're doing gymnastics. They are strutting around like greasers, like uh, like a biker gang with the leather jackets. Um, and they're also in a boys choir. Now, some but not all of these traditional male masculine activities get perverted in, in weird ways or, or undermined. Um, the proper students who are sitting in a class, later on we see them with their ties and collars loosened. Um, the, the, the men who are doing the fencing, um, they open up their fencing masks and all this like weird stuff kind of spills out from it. Uh, the men who are um, who are toasting at the at the fancy dinner banquet, they start a food fight, um, and then the boys' choir, um, all of their eyes light up again with the with the the tie in with the bright eyes thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the most striking through line that you see in the in the video. Now, granted, it's not perfectly consistent that like uh, the football players don't really have a kind of an arc. The the biker gang greaser guys don't really do either. The gymnasts kind of come back in again and they're just kind of dancing around Bonnie Tyler, uh, but they don't have a similar sort of like perversion or, or corruption 
of their essential uh, traditional masculine nature. Um, but uh, then again, you know, like there's a there's a clear kind of like flip flopping kind of thing going on. Uh, it, it speaks to a duality of their roles or uh, a sense that, you know, what, what is normal is being eclipsed, I suppose. Mm. Um, the, the video is, is so strange, though, right? It just kind of doesn't make any sense on, on, on its surface. Um, I, I, I want it to. <laughs> I desperately want it to. So uh, I'm putting these ideas out of here. And, and Peter, Matt, can you so tell me about everything else? I would describe it. Well, first of all, I would take out the word masculine nature. Well, masculine nature. You said masculine nature, and that really struck me because, of course, so much of the imagery about eclipses is natural. Uh, even if it feels unnatural, even if an eclipse is the right time to sort of uh, raise a demon baby or something and, like, break the natural cycles in sort of occult parlance, uh, it, these are natural cycles. And the masculine uh, images in this video are, are camp and performative. Uh, and uh, the, so, like, Contrast it for for something like a masculine a masculine feminine sexual relationship involving the moon might be as as put forth in Van Morrison's Moon Dance. The moon is shining, the stars are in your eyes. We make romance under the October skies, uh, and the leaves and the trees are falling. And these are all images that are comfortable with orienting sexual activity between men and women with nature. But all of the the institutions that you're talking about, the masculine performative institutions that you're talking about, like sports, like all boys schools, uh, those things are uh, they they really they they alienate. There's a degree to which masculinity is kind of is kind of alienated and then and then redoubled upon by the alienation, and sure. that there is some sort of there is some sort of essence or force. Maybe it's like a tidal force, like the moon exerts on the earth. Uh, that this thing that has so much power that seems to be so meaningless at times like uh you know being a football player like in and of itself why is why is you know why is moving a football down a field any any better or worse than doing anything else with your time and yet there's like this aura of of almost natural power around it and i think that what we're kind of trying to do in this video is interrogate and which is what i think you're trying to do in most jim steinman songs and most jim steinman videos um is that you're trying to interrogate what it is about this other person that that makes you want to lose control or or feel like you're being influenced or or put upon or or part of some sort of greater greater force greater sort of celestial force um and and i think that but that what you're doing is you're boiling and the camp is a big part of that because you can't really see what that is you can't really identify what these sort of gender normative and sort of sexually normative forces in the culture are uh, what what it is that sort of is, that really hits you unless you're able to somehow separate it from the context in which it normally exists and see it on its own account uh, and um, and and I think that I mean that's part of when we're talking about contrast between light and dark you make you make the uh, you make the masculinity all the more masculine by taking away the femininity from it. But then we also see the light in the darkness. We see the feminine aspect of the masculine in the sort of homoeroticism and the boyishness, which has a certain androgynous quality in this whole thing. And of course, it's all forbidden, and that that also plays into what you're talking about because there is as much as we're trying to sort of interrogate and call to question why it is that the the shadow is falling on Bonnie Tyler. You know, the shadow probably shouldn't fall on Bonnie Tyler. Uh, because maybe, maybe you know, it, it shouldn't happen, but yet it does. And, and this sort of all goes into these ideas of sort of a light that's blocked or a light that needs to turn. Uh, I think it all it all feels connected uh, to me. Yeah, um, I, I mean, there's an inversion. There's there's a sort of turning of the the yeah. There's a storytelling trope where a sort of experienced older woman sexually initiates the the um, uh, you know a younger man. There are right. you know popular films that are do, sort of do do this sort of thing. Um, that that. Uh, but I I would. Um, I mean, I, w- I would propose that there's kind of an inversion of that here because Bonnie Tyler I- is all in white, right? Okay. And, and she seems to be under threat, uh, right? From the, uh, you know, the, there is kind of a horror movie quality to, to the way the camera moves, to the way some of the shots are framed, you know, um, to the, the the sort of depersonalization of of the male people right and the the male people of the young men uh boys who are who are uh the students and they but they you know they seem to be um 
they seem to have uh, things that she doesn't have the the ability to kind of walk through doors to sort of appear in windows <laughs> to to go down halls you know like to sort of stand in silhouette uh, like a uh, you know like a moon blocking out the the blinding light of the sun um, coming coming through the door whereas all Bonnie Tyler can do is kind of stand there as these these uh, uh, you know kinetic um, Passionate and uh, kind of uncontrollable uh, agents dance uh, dance all around her. Right. I, I think the it, most she does is run down a hallway at one point. <laughs> well, then it's interesting to consider: are these, if we were to consider what is this, what's actually happening here? Are these fantasies? Are, is this the reflected light of Bonnie Tyler's inner sexual fantasy being bounced back at her, and she's running from it, turning away from it? Are their bright eyes her bright eyes? Yeah, that's that's is, interesting. Yeah. Like the psychological mechanism that would be working there is projection right appropriately right. enough for something that you know the sun projecting its light onto the moon that is to say like i feel something so i fantasize that everyone else is feeling feeling uh you know feeling the thing it happens a lot with sort of hostility right like i i uh, am angry about something so i imagine that everyone else is angry and that the anger in the the situation is or originates in 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 other people but what so okay so that is one that it's a kind of projection of her uh, of her sort of fantasy of sexual transgression or her kind of desire for sexual transgression. What, what, is, what are the other options uh, that you see? Uh, I mean, the other options... Um, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think of it as, uh, as what is it about... What is it about the homoeroticism in the video... Because because it's very I mean that's, I, that's how I remember all the Elvis people and the greasers and stuff it all it all feels very like man on man even though they're all coming after her they're also kind of all involved with each other um, and it just it keeps reflecting back to the self for me but if we were to think about the other what is it about the because if if an eclipse basically is is an eclipse something that exists in itself or is an eclipse a relation to another body. Um, as opposed to a day and a night, as we've been talking about. And this goes back to the black hole sun and the walking on the sun. Like, are we talking about one thing or are we talking about two things? And I can't help but think that the video is really showing us one thing, but maybe it's showing us two things. Maybe Bonnie Tyler is the moon that is reflecting back the desires of the male figures onto them, right? Like, like as in they are, they're sending out their sort of energy, whatever it is that they have, their light, in their sort of expression of what they want, think masculinity is. And then in their sort of... Heteronormative masculinity demands a reflected femininity, and she's the moon that's reflecting back this uh, heteronormative energy, uh, and that she is trapped in this cycle. If she's the moon, if this is if if Bonnie Tyler is the moon rather than the sun, if Bonnie Tyler's heart is the moon, and which would not be entirely out of character for Jim Steinman, you know, her her heart is the moon, and um, and the man's heart is the sun. Then uh, it's a terrible situation that she's in because you know her, if he if he sort of denies her light, then she doesn't get to participate in in desire and existence. Now this is of course terribly sexist, uh, uh, but of course it's also a sexual fantasy, and so sexual fantasies tend to be very sexist when they're heteronormative, um, and it, it's hard to, or at least at the very at the very least they're sexualist because they they necessitate this sort of pairing. Um, so I don't want to approve of it, but at the same time Bonnie Tyler doesn't approve of it either this doesn't seem like a strictly positive thing that's happening um so i guess well, I, I think yeah. I, I mean i think we need a, i think we need a space in criticism to kind of explicate the dynamics of something in a non-normative way and, and yeah. I, I would propose that we we actually all need to kind of create uh, a little space in our lives for things that are uh, you know, um, a little space in our lives for things that don't necessarily reflect our best selves and that we can kind of allow those things space to exist or a lot, especially in, in kind of creative works in things that aren't necessarily straightforward sorts of advocacy, you know, um, that, that like, uh, uh ra- rather than like treating everything like it's a, like it's a final argument for a, uh, political reality. So like if the, you know, if the fantasy or if 
if sort of certain aspects of this are you know are uh, are sexist. I th- you know I think we I think it's enough to kind of note those dynamics without necessarily taking another step to condemn it for that. Because after all, no one is is proposing that we model a society based on yeah. the music video of Total. total I, I feel like a song that really hits what you're talking about is "Fly Me to the Moon" by Frank Sinatra. Right. Or a song by Frank Sinatra where it's like, "Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars." Okay, we've painted this huge celestial environment. We're all across the whole universe. All of a sudden, this relationship is about everything that exists. And what's what are the next two lines? In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Right? Which is that like this thing that we've made that seems so huge and so untenably celestially powerful is really about something that's very small and simple. And uh, and that it's important. I mean, that's one of the reasons I love this song so much is it's important to remember that when we are projecting our sort of inner light onto the outer wall and looking at the wall, you are looking at the moon to sort of see what's coming out of us. It's going to be bigger than it is when it's inside of us. Uh, you know, the, the, the bright eyes are, are, are eyes. They're not suns. Uh, it's it's uh, and it is interesting that song how it hit, ascends from there to fly me to the moon is to hold my hand to fill my heart with song that I sing forever is to be true to me and so it's interesting that there's a sort of chiasmatic movement of climax and anticlimax or it's really a movement of anticlimax where like the things that Frank Sinatra is asking for from his beloved ascend and get bigger and the things that he compares them to get smaller. Um, and, and it sort of meets in the middle, uh, and then, and then where it meets is that I love you, right? Which is the sort of con- the, the sort of uh, contrast between flying to the moon and being among the stars versus a song, singing a song. Uh, the nexus of those things is I love you, and and that's that's interesting. The the like your love is on the sh- like a shadow on me all the time. Is love in Total Eclipse of the Heart always an, a noun? I think it is, right? Is yeah. does love I was falling in love, your love, there's only love. Love is a noun. It's a thing that exists. Um, if we're talking about love as light, then we're on the particle side of the wave-particle duality. Right. Uh, love is not a verb that you do for something. Uh, falling is something that you do. You know, shadow falling on you, right? Like uh, um, turning, was, turning around is turning, something that you do. Yeah. yeah, but love is something that you can do in total eclipse of the heart. Uh, which is interesting because an eclipse is kind of a static thing. Yeah, which is interesting. And, well, right, yeah, that 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 it it uh, it sort of refers to itself as. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, when you said is an eclipse a static thing or is it is it a thing that exists in itself or is it a kind of a relational situation between between two bodies? And I mean, I think another another way uh, to look at it to, to ask that same question is like is this a phase in a continuity or is this a disjunction of continuity uh, right right is this a moon river is what you're saying which is sort of something that keeps going on forever uh, <laughs> all right or or, or yeah, well, and, that, like, yeah. and, and a lot of the right like and in in moon river remember that that we're sort of after the same rainbow's end uh that's that's always waiting just around the bend my huckleberry friend you know that that like there there is there is a sense i mean i yeah i mean it's 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 interesting it's it's about um it's it, it synthesizes a lot of things, and I think that that's why this is that this is a song that is very uh, available to kind of reflection and to sort of analysis or or um, meditation in 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 the way that we're doing because this this thing about sort of disjunction or cyclicality, disjunction versus continuity, is a paradox that's kind of ingrained in human experience, right? Like in "Fly Me to the Moon," uh, the second verse is "Fill my heart with song and let." Let me sing forevermore as though singing were not an, an activity with a with a, a beginning and an end it's sort of I, that actually kind of synthesizes the two ideas in, in a song a kind of continuity that happens forevermore the forever song you know and that like uh and that no song can can be the forever song um but i it's i i feel like that there's something about artistic striving there's something about uh, aspiration, and there's also something about uh, there's also something about love that that 
kind of makes it makes makes you want to kind of take it from a noun into being a verb and that kind of like pushing you know kind of pushing at the edge uh like a uh like a gauzy curtain f- blowing through a window you know just just trying to sort of be free um that like uh that that life is always uh that this paradox of sort of trying to trying to achieve an apotheosis that would negate the preconditions of the desire to achieve the apotheosis right <laughs> is uh is built into built would you into describe him. that as barking at the moon perhaps <laughs> 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 the scream that's a little darker i suppose <laughs> uh all right well thanks very much for for um thanks very much for for spending this uh uh you know trip around the sun with us on the overthinking a podcast and thanks very much to pete and to mark for overthinking bonnie tyler's total eclipse of the heart uh with me um so uh until we turn around and uh and have our next episode Please visit us on the web at overthinkingit.com, where we subject the sun and the moon to a level of scrutiny <laughs> they probably, they probably don't, don't deserve. deserve.